Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fancy Fits Bar Pod. We are the podcast that looks at Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name is John and tonight I'm joined by Mr. Robert Scobie who actually, well we're not in pubs tonight Scobie, what are we, what are we doing? We should be, I know we should be. We're finally out of lockdown. Christmas has arrived. There's a vaccine on the way. I know. I mean, we're, we're, we're out of lockdown. Fans are, back in, fans are back in stadiums tonight, are they not? I mean, they have been in Dingwall, but there's some fans back in stadiums. It's all looking up, John. It's all looking up. It is looking up. I mean, yeah, pub's opened. And, and what are we doing here? We're both sitting and eating our bedrooms doing a podcast. That's how dedicated we are to you listeners. Um, how's your week been, Scobie? Been all right? It's been good, yes. Um, I'm still reeling a little bit from um, the League Cup trauma um, but you know it's only the week up and all that um yeah but i've been 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 fine um just a, a bit of a weird month hasn't it been for fantasy it's sort of been week on week off november was a bit odd um but, but it looks like december's going to more than make up for that yeah definitely definitely we've got we've got six game weeks in december as listeners and we're going to chat a bit more about that in part three uh, in part one uh, of this week's pod we are just going to chat about a bit of news. Obviously, there's some League Cup games, and as Scobie already alluded to, some upsets in the League Cup, and we'll work out what that means for Fantasy Football Scotland. There's also been some really exciting news coming out of Fantasy Football Headquarters. Not Fantasy Football Pod Headquarters, but Fantasy Football <laughs> Headquarters on some new updates that we are hoping to see in the next couple of months, plus some chat for next season. So we'll take you through that. And then in part two, Scobie, we are going to uh, three games from last game week and trying this week, I believe, to not talk about the old firm and Aberdeen. And, and remember, there are other teams in this league. Is that correct? Yes, we're just on our own tonight. No special guest manager um, who supports either of those teams. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be um, uh, looking out with. Yes, yes. And trying to find that value for our listeners. I think everyone's very familiar with the, the Celtic Rangers, sort of all what to go with there and, and your Aberdeen and Hibs. So we're going to try and find that value, listeners, that will get you through this, this six-game week December yeah. and we'll hopefully have you top of all your mini-leagues uh, going our, into... Our Christmas season. present to you. <laughs> That's exactly it. So there's actually been a couple of uh, high-level departures in the last week, Scobie. Uh, one at chairman level, uh, Leanne... Leanne Dempster at Hibs, she has left her pole or is going to relieve her role. Obviously, she brought uh, Hibs the Scotch Cup uh, the first time since 1902, as your uh, friends and uh, the heart support like to remind them. And also, uh, Holt has left Livingston, becoming the first managerial casualty of this season. What do you make of that, Scooby? Um, well, I think on Dempster, that was slightly surprising. Um much as I hate to say, I think she's she's been very good for them as a club. Um, she's done a good job at Motherwell, obviously, previously. Um, yeah, I don't know where it's come from. I think with the ownership changes and whatnot, it seems to be stirring from that. Maybe she just felt it was time. Uh, you know, I don't think it's got anything to do with how they've been performing. She's brought in a good manager in Jack Ross. He's going to seemingly be there for a while, but you never know. There's always a hipsing around the corner um but yeah i, I don't I, it's, it's a bit of a strange one i wonder whether i wonder whether she'll go elsewhere in football uh she's i sometimes think she's the kind of character 
that we'd maybe need in um, the governing body of Scottish football. So I, um, I hope she does stay around the game because I think she's been good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I totally agree with that. And then just a word on on um, on our friend Gary Holt at Livingston. You know, he was he was actually drafted in. If you remember, Kenny Miller was manager of Livingston for just seven weeks as a player manager role in 2018. And Gary Holt came in. Uh, you know, they had the lowest salary in the division and led them uh, to a fifth place finish last season. And uh, they were the only uh, team to collect more points at home um, apart from the, the old firm, which was quite impressive, I thought. So they had a really good year last year and they've just struggled a bit this season. And he's become, I think it's sort of left on mutual points. I mean, we've talked a lot about Livingston value on this podcast and we have sort of looked away from that recently. So maybe that will be us looking back towards them if they get some sort of new manager bounce. Yeah, or it can go the other way. Um, I'd say more often, you know, there's certainly 50-50 can certainly happen with, with Scottish clubs where, um, you know, especially those at the bottom bring in and they, and they get quite the opposite from the bounce. Things don't change or turn for the worse. Now, I was quite rated Gary Holt. He made them difficult to beat, especially on that pitch. I was a bit surprised. I don't know what you think. I was, I, I, I just didn't really see it coming. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think it was. They, they, they've been. I mean, they've obviously been poor this season. But I thought you'd have been given a bit more time. I mean, I'm not quite sure. And maybe the Livingston fans will be up in arms when I say this. I'm not quite sure what Livingston expect more of than you know the odd top six finish in the Scottish Premiership, and then some seasons they will be struggling towards the bottom end, just given their budget um, and uh, size of stadium. Um, quite interestingly, a couple of names that have been reeled out as his potential replacement. You've got David Hopkin, who actually did a really good job of getting them promoted a few years ago. Leeds United legend. Hasn't done a lot since, so he could come in. Marvin Bartley, uh, the midfielder and skipper, has been uh, touted as a player manager, but I'd, I'd probably say look at how shite Kenny Miller was for them and not do that. <laughs> and then one that really I thought was really exciting... Uh, given that he missed out on the Northern Ireland job, is Tommy Wright, and he's not doing anything since uh, since leaving St Johnston. Obviously, he was a brilliant manager there, and I mean, if they got him, that'd be quite a coup, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what can I do like? And I, um, he, he obviously did do well bringing them up, um, so that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, Tommy Wright could could turn them into a very uh, solid team. Kind of knows how to get it done, doesn't he? In the in the Premiership, and, and then may set himself up for that next job because he's not exactly going to be, um, you know, going to be putting his CV in the window with anyone at the moment, and uh, not really doing much. So interesting one to watch. I think you kind of avoid Livingston at the moment, though. It does feel like they're in a bit of turmoil. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And moving on now to uh, League Cup action over the weekend. Scooby, you've already said that Hearts got dumped out. Aberdeen stinking from Aberdeen lost two one to St Mirren. Uh, which is I watched that. They were Aberdeen were awful. I mean, they were still without uh, Ross McCrory, Lewis Ferguson, uh, which has completely just shot them in the foot, and they've just not been looking very good at all. Uh, well played, St Mirren. Excellent, proper Jim Goodwin performance, shall we call it, in their face yeah. the whole time. And a Joe Lewis howler. Uh, with <laughs> which, uh, I mean, it's just it just had it's poetic that you know. Then Celtic go and get themselves knocked out. The one <laughs> Aberdeen are always a good cup team, and how many cup semi finals or finals have you lost at the hands of Celtic? 
yeah, a bit of a shame that it's come at that time. I think Hearts will look the same way, but at least we get a chance to play them in the Scottish Cup final 2019-2020 uh, um, in, well, just under a month's time. Absolutely. And as you mentioned there, Scobie, as well, Celtic did get dumped out for the first time in, you know, since time began. They've finally been knocked out of a cup competition. The fans are seething. You can actually feel the seethe across the country. And you know what? I feel enough podcasts and enough media attention has been given to the trials and tribulations going on at Parkhead. So I don't know about you, Scobie, but I'm not going to give it too much on this. So I think we will give that one a wide berth and people can read all about it elsewhere. Absolutely. So let's get on some really exciting stuff, um, which was from Fantasy Football Scotland headquarters, Scobie. And it's talking about developments to the app that are going to be introduced this season. So hopefully, you know, maybe over Christmas and the new year. And basically it's a load of like, fantastic new statistics at your fingertips mm-hmm. so just upgrading that experience you know because it this game is just on the app so you can't get it up on your computer and look at you know get a rake of tabs up and look at all that kind of stuff going on forward so they're saying they're saying that there's going to be a transfer history part so you can actually see how many hits you've taken in your team scoping and uh, when you use your wild card i don't want to see how many points i've sacrificed by making extra transfers <laughs> um, They've got a dream team selection, so you can see what the best dream team will be. And uh, what's really interesting is that they're going to add loads of stats in for the players individually and also have a, fitch- a fixture profile viewer. So you what can you- see future fixtures yeah. and such. Yeah, and, and I apparently track live scores as well. I mean, it's just, oh, music to my ears. I mean, please don't delete the app in the process of updating it, lads, because we love it. That'd be a fucking travesty. My, my French, um, but yes, uh, no, it's really exciting, really exciting to hear that, and and a lot of interesting stuff they're already talking about for for season two. Uh, for those of you that have maybe not seen that announcement, through that, uh, so talking about um, considerations around about scoring, looking at, for example, uh, adding the saves format, which is something you do have in the fancy Premier League equivalent for goalkeepers. Uh, and also, interestingly, thinking about doing similar thing with tacklers, uh, ta- tackles, tacklers, tackles for defenders and passes for midfielders, kind of rewarding players that are, you know, good players but don't also have fantasy value. I think that's really interesting because fantasy yeah. games I've played anyway generally haven't really um, shown much love for those kinds of players. So, um, you know, quite an interesting one. Um, yeah, you can imagine, right? Ryan Jack at Rangers get we get really excited with uh, with those stats because he loves a sideways pass. Yes, and maybe- the value will be skyrocketing next year. <laughs> uh, and also rolling over free transfers, um, they are considering so you could bank one if you decide not what to do on uh, you know one week, which is something I definitely would have made use of and is a really useful thing to have. So you're not having to take that minus yeah. four hit as as John so loves. That all comes at the expense of a few ads, which will be in the app as an ad man myself. Um, I, I can forgive that. I don't, I don't think it will be too obtrusive, as they say. Um, you know, these things don't pay for themselves. Money doesn't grow on trees, John. Nah, and these, these guys deserve, they need to get some income, I'm sure, because otherwise uh, we, we won't have a season two of it. So, so a bit so of a podcast, John. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> some ads to this podcast. That'll be it. Between every between every section. Uh, talking of, are we uh, we covered off 
We covered off. I just had one one final bit actually. Obviously, uh, Maradona passed away. He was an absolute legend last week, and it just got me uh, thinking. What well, we might say? Why is we, why are we discussing the Scottish fantasy football podcast? Well, he scored his first goal for Argentina in Scotland or against Scotland, and managed his first game for Argentina in Scotland. So there's a little link there, and it just got me thinking. Do you think he would have been down as a midfielder or an attacker in uh, in fantasy football Scotland? Oh God, that's a good shout. Uh, in fact, he was scorned. Probably, probably be an attacker, wouldn't he? What valley would he be? Answers what are <laughs> Long <I> <laughs> <laughs> Love it, love it. Yes, um, rest in peace, Maradona. Um, good point. A nice way to end this part. Welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Football Scotland podcast. This is the part where Scobie takes us through last week's games. Scobie, where are we starting? Where are we starting? Well, um, we are going to have a run through, first of all, some of Saturday's fixtures. Uh, I'm going to start with Dundee United. So coming into the match against Hamilton, they had no loss in five games. Um, since losing to Livingston on the 2nd of October. So a really a real purple patch for Mellon and the boys. And in that time, three clean sheets for the Arabs, which you've probably heard me bang on about um, on this podcast. And that's probably the reason why I decided that Mark Reynolds was going to get the captain's armband <laughs> this weekend. Um, I think just got addressed that elephant in the room. I've, I've now twice thought it was a good idea to go with a Dundee United goalkeeper or defender over James <laughs> Davenier. And I have absolutely no idea why. I mean, you know, fool me once, fool me, fool me twice, whatever it is. Anyway, I'm a fool. I don't know what I was thinking. And a lesson to you all, do you know what that is? That's me scoring a lot of points last week and thinking I was far too clever. Yeah, I was in far too big for your boots. I mean, Mark Reynolds is captain, Scooby. Mark Reynolds, I mean, he's obviously not going (laughs) to score. Absolutely bonkers. I was saved by subs like Goldson actually coming into that. I was saved by COVID, but more on that later. Anyway, Reynolds was my captain. Um, but Hamilton struck first, so there went that clean sheet, and that um, that plan went out the window fairly quickly. Um, struck first, it was Callahan with an assist from Ogumpo. Um, tough team are Dundee United, though they did come back into it in the final twenty minutes. Two goals from not Lawrence Shankland, not Mark Renalty, from Nicky Clark. His sixth and seventh of the season. I feel like we owe Nicky Clark an apology because. I've written him off so many times this season. <laughs> Even though I love, seem to love Dundee United players so much, I've written him off time and time again. He's 4.3 million, completely outscored Lawrence of Arabia and McNulty, um, albeit having played a bit more matches and whatnot. Is he worth another bash? Are you considering bringing him in as he got to I mean, that stage? He's just, it's quite staggering. And, and what is well, uh, what is what, uh, what is well gets me, Scobie, is that he scored seven in the league. Right, Dundee United have only scored twelve goals this season. 
reasonable. <laughs> he scored <laughs> over half their goals. And then we've been banging on, and other people have banged on about Shank the Tank so much. And there's this guy sitting there at like over a million pounds less, who's on free kicks, he's on penalties, and he's just so clinical. Like, yes, some of the marking was diabolical for his brace, but who cares when he's in your team? And Good goals. Yeah, he just scored. I know. There's a, there's a clip that will haunt me forevermore, and it was when Ian Finlay was on, and he was saying he still had Clark in, and I was laughing at him. And I said, I couldn't believe it. I said, God, you mustn't have changed your team for a while. <laughs> so, and, and since then, I think he scored about four goals. Yeah. So, fair play, um, BZ, you've still got him in. He's raking the goals in. Um, so, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Hamilton, now three points adrift for, uh, with St. Marin above them, who've got two games in hand. Mm. Surely this is it. I really, really honestly feel like this time. You, you think so, Scooby, but just to just to touch on Hamilton a bit more and, and going into their their game against Aberdeen in during the in the week uh, that followed, and you know Aberdeen uh, were pretty impressive in the first half goal from Ryan Hedges, but second half Hamilton came out and were like a different beast, and it was like the Hamilton of old. You know, I don't know if um, if Brian Rice was around chinning people at half time just going. <laughs> <laughs> but they came out and they, they, they just they didn't lose a 50-50 you know that they got a, a gumbo got took a really uh, well executed header from a free kick and and they just didn't look like they were going to concede any goals anymore for that game and yes Aberdeen were pish but it was Hamilton of old and they're just doing that thing that you know we say that that's them down and then I think actually BBC Sport released an article the day before the Aberdeen Hamilton game and I was just saying, this is the year Hamilton go down. And as yeah, soon as he did. that, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, he just gets the projector out in the changing room, doesn't he? Lads. <laughs> and then he nuts them all, one by one. <laughs> it's Brian Rice's team talk. Tell you what, it's fucking working for Agumpo. That's an assist and a goal in his last two. Yeah. Saying, could he finally fulfil that promise that I saw in him at the start of the year? I would love to. I'd love him to prove me wrong. Um, get out there and show me what you've got, big man. Um, moving on, Kilmarnock assets um, have been somewhat frustrating over the past three games. Three losses and not an awful lot to show from it from a fantasy perspective. Uh, looking to turn it around against Ross County, who uh, this is pre that famous win against Celtic. Um, so you couldn't have asked for anyone better to turn that run around. Um, Stuart Finley's eight-minute red card didn't exactly set things off right, but that didn't stop Brophy getting his second of the season about ten minutes later. County pulled themselves back into it for the end of the half. Goal from Gravosti. Gravosti. <laughs> Nick, I can't say I've pronounced that one before. Oh dear, that's the peach. That um, my favourites of the season. That one of your favourites. Yeah. I'll try and I'll try and edit them all together for you at some point. Um <laughs> the uh, pod hero Nicky Kabamba finally oh. finally scored again and and Chris Burke decided he'd score too. Too much fun with being hundred out and two goals from them in the second half, three one final score. Um felt like Kamanic had a bit to get off their chest that game, didn't it? I totally agree with your point, Scobie, on uh, Nicky Kabamba, though. It was great to see him in this game. I mean, he was absolutely bossing the Ross County defence around. And I know maybe that's not saying much, given the way that Ross County played. However, you take into account Ross County then went and took a clean sheet 
of Celtic at Parkhead. So, you know, these are defenders that, that can hold their own if they want to. And Kabamba just was bossing people around. He just looks like the kind of guy that when you've played Kabamba, the centre-halves the next day just must wake up and feel it. You know, stare yeah. back, stare balls, like toes crushed, just like, oh, fuck, that was tough. And Kabamba yeah. just gave them one of those hell days. And he more than deserved the penalty. He could have had a, a couple of other goals. And uh, I was very happy as a Kabamba owner, um, you know, seeing, seeing him score. And he got the Man of the Match award as well, which obviously doesn't come in fantasy football Scotland, but he was just playing so well. Uh, Chris Burt was an odd one in here, wasn't he? Because he didn't actually start the match. Um, yeah. But did get the goal and excellently taken. And talking of Kilmarnock midfielders who didn't start, are we concerned about Greg Kilty? He's he's highly owned and he's now not started for a couple of games. Um, I think so. Like you know, you wonder what effect that those three losses had. He obviously wanted to change things a bit. I don't think with a guy who you'd have probably brought in at about two point seven million, he's now worth three. I don't think you can have an awful lot of complaints about the fact he's not playing. He's your fifth. He's probably your cheapest midfielder. Okay. And, you know, with that, he's your fifth choice so I think you know take it while you can with Kilsey I'm sure he'll get back in he's he has had a good season um so yeah but I, maybe it's just time for a bit of a change yeah yeah that's that's what that's definitely a transfer I'm considering uh this week is is, is taking Kilsey out mm. well coming on to that I was just gonna say I I actually really like Kilmarnock's run now just to run through their December quickly Hamilton next game love that they get to play Celtic the week after that which is you know Celtic are playing St Johnson this weekend so it's about the best time you want to play Celtic when they're in a bit of a crisis okay wounded animal and all that but if you're gonna play Celtic you play them now you've got Aberdeen at home which I'm sure you can agree isn't that frightening at the moment? No. Um, Dundee United away, tough game. Then they got Livingston, then they got Motherwell. So I think there's opportunities there, certainly goals there. I don't think there's necessarily clean sheets, but I think they could score goals. People are going to be getting tired, especially at the back end of December. So, you know, as you say, you certainly know when you've been kabambled. Um, and <laughs> I think, you know, after your Christmas dinner, you don't want to be kabambled. No. Uh, boxing no. day. So um, I feel for I feel for the Livingston centre half. So we're going to try and do that. Um, I'm probably spewing the Brussels sprouts up all over the pitch. Um, so yeah, good one, County. I think as we said, we'll be a bit buoyed by that victory over Celtic, but they've got a really tough December. Um, you know, I mean, I think everything's looking tough for them at the moment. But they've got Rangers and Celtic. They've got Aberdeen at Pataudry, um, They've got Hibs. There is a little gap, though, and I just wanted to point this out. They play Hamilton at home and then play Celtic away and then they play St Mirren at home. Two right. massive matches that there. You, pro- if I, if, they, if, if um, Kettlewell's smart, I mean, he's proven that against Celtic. He doesn't need to prove anything else. So you play your full-strength team against Hamilton, you probably rest everyone for the Celtic game and then you play your full-strength team against St Mirren, do you know? Yeah. And then, you you know, because they are massive relegation battles which comes okay. too early in Scottish football, but certainly are. Um, and you just wonder if, if that maybe makes anyone um, a bit of a sort of streaming option that you can maybe bring in. Um, I don't know if it's maybe Ross Stewart, he's the obvious one, but um, I maybe have a bit of a look around that county squad and see if there's anyone that, that sort of tickles your fancy. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about streaming options. I mean, potentially Ross Stewart, but he's just he is really expensive. Like he's still over five million in the game, isn't he? So I'm just not sure if that's the if they actually if that's the option you want to be going there. I actually did uh, write down a couple of options in my notes. Harry Payton was one I have always quite liked. There, yeah. you'd maybe think about it. Um, Ikevati. I think I think Harry Payton's Payton Harry Payton's a standout uh, option in midfield uh, from from Ross County. Totally agree with that. Three million, you know, for for me looking potentially to take Kilty out. Is he an option that I go for? He's, he's really well priced. He mm-hmm. has a lot uh, good returns in in uh, fantasy football Scotland perspective, and then just defensively wise. I mean, as you say, you probably stream them so you don't have to start them for the Celtic game. Um, you know, the, who, who are you thinking there? You've got Iacovite that you've uh, so well pronounced there, Scobie. I've mastered him. Uh, yeah, he obviously scored before as well, so we do, we do like that about him. Like him and Cole Donaldson as well, two and a half million. So, you know, that, that cheap price point um, who, who's returned as well. So there's a couple of options there that um, uh, yep. potentially, um, but probably stay away from... Uh, any of their uh, Rosses in goals? Is that what we're saying? Um, yes, I think for now, um, I was burnt by that one once. But yeah, I do like that little run. Um, I do like that little run. So let's let's keep an eye on Ross County for those ones. We'll remind you again between now and then. So then finally, St. Johnston played twice this game week, just to kind of recap their games. The first against Motherwell, 1-1 draw at home. Stevie May got his fourth Premiership goal of the season from the spot after Mark O'Hara, who you've been tipping pretty hotly, John, uh, popped up to convert a Liam Polworth deflection. So just on O'Hara, to clarify, he's 3.8 million. He plays at the back a bit, but he's all over pens. He's all over set pieces. And he clearly can score when he gets opportunities. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, so he was playing in defence a couple of game weeks ago. This game, most recent game, he actually is back in midfield because they've, they've, um, the injuries have now recovered in defence. He's now back in midfield, so he's getting further forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I still think before his price probably rises again, you can still get in there at that 3.8. And do you have him? Yes. You do? Yes. Very good. Yeah, yeah. He was Man in my team. Um, well, yeah, O'Hara, um, yeah, one to consider. We've talked about him a lot. But, yeah, Saints continue their game week at Hibs, who've been on a bit of a strange run of form since the Scottish Cup um, semi-loss. Um, we'll talk about their other game shortly. I'll come back to that. Um, but I'm sure they would have kind of fancied this one. But, no, goals from McCann. And Watherspoon twice put St. Johnston ahead. Uh, May and Watherspoon got the um, assist there, I believe. Um, so against the May, a golden assist in his last two, um, which meant that Paul McGinn, of all people, had to twice pull them back level. Really funny stat about Paul McGinn's scoring. In his last nine games, he's either scored seven or above, and he's done that four times. It's like oh. seven, ten, and twelve. Or he scored minus one, minus two, or minus three. Wow. <laughs> the middle ground bomb again. It is boom or bust. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the definition of boom or bust. Um, but yeah, what do we think of Saints? What do I, what do I think of, um, of Saints? I think 
sorry, you, you mean St. Johnston, don't you? You just yes. had going off there. There's too many. I'll go Super Jays. Yeah. What do I think it is? You know, there was a really interesting. I mean, I don't. I know we don't like to get too hung up on XG on this podcast, but there was an XG table, um, expected goals table, floated around on Twitter, and if it was done on expected goals, St. Johnston would be sitting third in the league just now. So, you know. Since, since um, they lost late September, they've gone on some mad unbeaten nine or ten game run. Now, this includes some bet Fred Cup action, fine. Yeah. You know, Stevie May scoring hat-tricks and that. But actually, though. Yeah, yeah, they've used that really sensibly um, to, to build some confidence and, and to start playing really well. And he's got Hendry and Stevie May linking up really well up top. So I think it is time to look at um, St. Johnston players. I think probably we haven't been looking at them and giving them enough uh, time of day because we've been burnt in a couple of double game weeks with them mm-hmm. uh, so, so you're trying to work out what players to use here aren't you and you know Stevie May does seem the obvious one but he is quite expensive isn't it so w- what are you thinking Scobie to player to use I've, I've talked about him before but um, at the moment I think Wotherspoon I actually think Conway is probably the player I'd like to have in my team if I was actually playing uh, a bit more because I think he's such a threat, he creates so much of them. But Wallerspoon has been equally good and and kind of gets a bit more action, scores a bit more, yeah. more assists. So probably him. And I'm kind of looking at that fixture. The next three, they've got Celtic, Livingston, and Samirin. I mean, the best time that you could possibly ask to play Celtic. Yeah. So you know why not take a punt because yeah. everyone else is at them. They've got Sparta Prague scored four eight goals past them in the last two games. You know, so Celtic, and then they got Livingston, Samirin. So yeah. I mean, it's this it's this constant thing. I think with December, you're not really going to get apart from Celtic and Rangers. Obviously, you're not really going to get a team who've got just like a great six matches, obviously. But there is little pockets of streaming action. So I think you probably front load with St. Johnson because then you've got Rangers, Aberdeen, you know, kind of back to back, and then fair enough, Hamilton yeah. at the end. So um, yeah. yeah, by all means, I would be considering. St. Johnson players um, and certainly playing them in the next three weeks. Yeah, no, I think that's good. So yeah, our hot tip, pod tip this week, should we go with it, is David Wallerspoon because he's going to play. Uh, we'd be tempted by Conway, but he's actually an injured out for this weekend. Um, exactly. So that yeah. kind of flies through. Just to cut, just to cap through the other headlines, we will, um, we will talk about it a little bit. Celtic, Pulled, pulled out the bag somewhat um, for them in the last 10 minutes against Hibs to salvage a draw. Um, Hibs had looked really good for three points as well, so very frustrating for them and for Jack Ross. Um, Murphy had a really good game for them as well. He scored and then set up Nisbet. Nisbet's continued to deliver even through these last two draws. He's had a golden assist too. Um, but yeah, Murphy, only 4.8 million, and he's playing Murphy, and he seems to kind of be getting a bit more involved um, so I think he's a big differential. You know, you talk about Nisbet. Obviously, he's really highly owned, and rightly so. He's almost an essential in fantasy football Scotland. But Jamie Murphy's one of those that won't. If you're in, if you're in a in a current mini league where you're trying to get ahead or catch up a little bit, Jamie Murphy could be that guy that not everyone else has. That mm-hmm. it's that's, that's still sub five million pounds uh, in the game, and someone that, that yeah, as you say, Scobie's playing really well for Hibs, and so we'll get a lot of chances at a team like, team like that. Yeah, exactly. I think Hibs have only got, uh, they do have Rangers, but apart from that, they've got five, in their eyes, winnable games. Um, so probably apart from 
Uh, Aberdeen have got quite a good looking December, but apart, apart from them, they've kind of got the, I would say, the fourth best looking uh, and obviously, run. Obviously, Jamie Murphy won't be able to play against Rangers because that's his parent club. Rangers have actually done something quite clever this season is they've given two very good players to two of the best teams out, outside Celtic and Rangers in the league, and then they're not allowed to play against them. So Jamie, Jamie Murphy goes and has a world day against Celtic, can't play against Rangers, and uh, Ross McCrory at Aberdeen uh, will play well against Celtic and then can't play against Rangers. <laughs> yeah, good bit of business, that. Um, not that they need any help. Um, 4-0 against Aberdeen this weekend for them. Don't need to tell you that. But what does that tell you? Never, ever doubt James Tavernier. Goals for him, Arfield's Roof and Kent. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to rehash what um, has been said already in the Fantasy Football Scotland blog, but Scott Arfield is sticking out as a really good option. We've, to be fair, not really talked about him at all. We've talked a lot about um, Arbo and Hadji. Um, So I think Arfield uh, is worth consideration. He is quite expensive is my only thought with this. And you know, you never know, you know, let's say with Arville being back, whether he'll play a bit more and knock him out. But um, yeah, worth reading if you've not seen it. Um, not a great game week for Aberdeen. This one, coupled with the League Cup exit and then a 1-1 draw with Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, really, really poor. I mean, look, it's, it's a difficult one. They, they had a lot of injuries, you know, and due to COVID, no Ferguson, no McCrory. Um, there was no Hayes against Rangers. So that's not been good. Marley Watkins, I think, is a really underrated player that has been injured that was making Aberdeen play a lot better. He was playing between the lines and linking the attack in midfield. And him going has not been good. And then whisper it quietly, uh, Cosgrove coming back maybe hasn't been best for the balance of the team. But I would say stick, stick with them. They've got a kind of run of fixtures. And McCrory and Ferguson coming back, I don't think it's quite time to panic on them yet. And you, as you mentioned, Scooby, they've got a nice fixture run that just basically doesn't include the old firm. Yeah, I mean, they do. And uh, you mean, you could have told me that before I brought in Cosgrove. Um, so he better deliver or I'll be, I'll be ready. <laughs> Friend your house, give me the brown rice treatment. Um, so yeah, and then final game, um, final I just go go for Hedges in that one. I guess is the thing to flag, um, which I, it was his first goal in three games. Good for Hedges owners. Um, and then the final game, crucial win down at the bottom of the league for St Mirren over Livy. Um, not much to report from a fancy football Scotland point of view, but a clean sheet for Richard Tate. Just a yeah, clean sheet of Richard Tate. Yeah. Just a wee word on St Mirren as well about how brilliant they were against Aberdeen, and they've actually quietly gone on a little run. Um, mm. So Jim Goodwin's side are now unbeaten in seven matches in all competitions. So they've had four wins and three draws since losing to Aberdeen at Pataudry in early October, and that's the first time they've con- recorded three consecutive wins since March two thousand and eighteen. So listeners, it's time that, to go back to Lord Tate to John Abika uh, to get just get them on your watch list just get them on your watch list <laughs> get them on your watch list I mean they're going to be interesting come the end of the season if they are down there and there's, there's a few players there that you, that you like to look about St Mirren but um, for now I'm, I'm not too drawn to them and that kind of wraps us up that Great. game week there was
welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. Uh, in this part, we are going to look forward by answering some of the questions from the Twitter sphere. Put Scooby on the spot, see what he's saying, see what he's thinking about his team. No. We're also just going to try and stress actually, you know, before coming on this pod, we'd sort of discussed about how we're going to attack this um, Christmas period, shall we call it now? We're in December because there are six game weeks in this month and uh, squads will be rotated slightly. So it's just trying to help you guys manage that and make sure you've got as many players playing as possible. So just on that, Scobie, shall we start with the six uh, game weeks in December? And uh, can I just get your thoughts about how you're, you're going to take squad management? Are you going to be think, taking transfer decisions with, with fixtures in mind ahead? What's the plan? Um, I think... What we've just alluded to there is, is is probably going to be my approach. Try and, you know, I'm quite happy with the general balance of my team. I think um, just try and rotate in players where you can, where you see little pockets of opportunity. Like we've talked about, you know, if Ross County have two out of three good big fixtures for them, I'm definitely considering them. You know, the way St. Johnson have kind of been playing at the moment, I'm quite attracted to that. So I think, you know, playing the fixture list is important. I don't think try and chop and change and take too many big points hits, though. Um, that's not going to be the one for me. Um, so, yeah, I think I think look for pockets of opportunities would be my um, bit of advice. And just Captain Tavernier as well. Yeah, do that. And, yeah, I think for from my perspective, I'm just going to make sure I'm getting guys that are almost guaranteed minutes every game week. So I'm being able to get 11 starters out there every week. Is, uh, is my bit of advice. Just make sure you're going for that and maybe not someone that's just come in with form and might not be starting. Talking about not starting, um, Elian Usi, our Fantasy Football Scotland favourite in the last couple of weeks, has not travelled for Celtic's midweek Europa League clash. Scobie, are we worried about him playing at the weekend? Very worried because I didn't know that. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder what that is. Have they said anything? Is it is it COVID-related or is it? So, so, so it's actually Brendan that pointed this out to us. So cheers, Brendan. Um, it's basically, Lennon said he's not travelling. Um, I think you can take this in one of two ways. He could be not be travelling because he is injured uh, severely and therefore obviously won't play at the weekend. My other theory, which I don't know, I might get shouted at by Celtic fans, is that Europe's gone for Celtic. Like they're probably going to get, they're, they're pretty much knocked out. And the league is obviously the priority. So why risk him? Why make him travel? Like with COVID everywhere and stuff like that leave him at home, and then he'll be bursting from the seams to go at the weekend at the Super Jays. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what we've got. Here, here, here we hope, because um, he'll be on a sparkling run of form. So um, he's been a kind of bright light for them. So I, I, I hope so. There we go. And uh, Sika Jordan, the leader in our league, has given us a few questions here, Scobie, just to keep us on our toes. He's talking about Tony Watt at Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Um, have we, do, you, do you think we've missed the boat on Tony Watt now? Um, no, I don't think we have, actually. Um, I don't mind their run. Um, I think, you know, we, we weren't singing Tony Watt's uh, praises for no reason. I think that, you know, he's been on really good form. If uh, somebody's going to score there, that they're going to score. I think it's just, you've only got three striker spots, don't you? So they're so valuable. Um, if he's in midfield, you'd maybe bring him in and rotate him around a bit. Because I really like a few of the fixtures that you'll get. Um, but he's also got Hibs Rangers and Aberdeen in December. So 
Um, not missed the ball, but um, but yeah, just yeah. a difficult one. I think I think what I'd do at this point is maybe point you to the guys that we've been talking earlier on this pod that are in really good form. They're a little bit cheaper than Tony Watt, um, like uh, Nicky Kabamba and Nicky Clark, the two Nickies. Yep. Uh, I think they're both great and they're both at a lower, slightly lower price point. So I think they'd be a good shout. I think the Motherwell guy to get in is O'Hara just now. That's my, that's my answer there. Um, so we've got that. He's also asked about Scott Wright. So I'll just update the pod and you score be on that. So Scott Wright uh, sadly had to go and see a groin specialist last week and is going to be out for six to eight weeks. So, oh, that's a blow. Yeah. That is a blow. He's played well and he even coming off the bench. So, yeah, difficult one. Yeah. So that's the end of him. Uh, well, for this year, <laughs> anyway. <won't> <laughs> That'll be that. <laughs> uh, and then just to round off nicely, because we, we have talked a lot about um, St. Johnston on this podcast uh, this week. Uh, he, he's asking about the, the key player. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's just talking about, he's worried that they do have a mixture of fixtures and should that keep him away from people such as Wotherspoon and, and, and uh, Stevie May? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because you've got five in midfield. If you're going to bring anyone in from Saints, bring in a midfielder for me. Um, yeah. I think Wotherspoon's great. I'd play him against Celtic. Why not? They've got another, they've got another European trip away, which they'll be coming back from. And then I mean, the way they're playing at the moment, why not? Livingston St. Mirren, okay, you maybe don't play him against Rangers or Aberdeen, and he's got Hamilton at the end of the month. So four out of six games, you could presumably play him for. Yeah, absolutely go for it. Go for it. Go, go for, for it. it. All right. Super. Scobie, what's happening in the Fantasy Fit Bar Pod League? Uh, well, as you alluded to, um, Asika is still at the top, 882 points. He's getting caught a little bit. It wasn't a great week for Asika. Uh, what's up, deck um, is closing on him he's about 20 points off from now and a few other people bunching up behind him uh, I've dropped off a little bit the top scorer this week was Kyle Aitken uh, former pod uh, league leader Latino Heat he had 95 points actually a really impressive week uh, mm. he just kind of had anyone who was anyone scoring points he had Tate uh, Goldson Tavernier uh, Kent May Nisbet Clark you name him he had him so a fantastic week for him well done Kyle your prize is in the post <laughs> Correct. I quite like that strike force, me, Nisbet, and Clark. Yeah, it's really good. It's pretty decent. All right. <laughs> well, that has done us for this week's podcast. At this point, listeners, I'll remind you to please follow us at FitBarPod on Twitter and go on, leave us a review on uh, any of your channels. I dare you. I dare you. Uh, thank you very much listeners uh, really looking forward to December really good to be back and just loads of action uh, hopefully on the way um, so yeah all the very best <laughs>